Okay, so if you've been listening to the podcast for a while now, there are two things you probably know about me. The first is that I am a diehard OG Skims fan. Like there have literally been times where we've had to pause a recording because a certain product dropped that I needed to buy. And second of all, you know, historically, I kind of just never wear a bra. So what we're talking about here is kind of merging those two things because listen, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm never gonna be a daily bra wear. It's just not in the cars for me, never has been, never will be. However, there's recently been more events and I've kind of had a lot of weddings and just there's sometimes you gotta wear a bra. And when I tell you, Skims is changing the game for me because that same comfort that I talk about with the underwear or the loungewear, they did that with the bras. And recently in the past month, I've worn the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra and the No Show Balconette bra. I had to wear that one to a wedding under a dress. And like, it was the first time in my life where number one, I wasn't miserable. And second of all, I didn't come home and just like immediately want to take it off, which I'm telling you is a foreign concept for me. They're just so comfortable. It's like, I really felt like I was wearing nothing. I'm, I'm such a fan of everything that they make. So I guess it makes total sense that I love the bras, but like, I'm telling you, you will have the same experience. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. Definitely do that. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode. Hey, Jewel. Hi, Em. I feel like I have lived 500 lives since we last recorded. I cannot believe that since we last recorded, you were in Vegas. I was saying on the, on the Bravo episode, like the biggest plot twist of the entire BravoCon was the extent to which I loved Vegas. No, that was the part that I was not expecting at all. First of all, we didn't talk at all the whole weekend. Like I had my mom's birthday party. You guys were like in Bravo land, so busy. It was probably the least we've spoken in years. I feel like we spoke more like the week my mom died. I'm dead yeah, serious. We, we were together. <laughs> yeah, like that's crazy. Not only did we speak, we hung out that entire time. Yeah, that is absolutely insane. I know we were like so in the zone. No, I know. But then all of a sudden, like you guys returned and I was expecting the exact text to be like, BravoCon was fucking amazing. Like it was one of the best weekends of our lives, but like we have to get out of Vegas. And instead you guys were like, we are coming back to Vegas literally tomorrow. I I said to Isabel, I was like, POV, you're Julie, and you get that text from us. And she's probably like, are they possessed? Like what, what's happening? But I don't know. There's just this energy there where it really is like a gives no fuck situation. And I think that if we, I think that if we had spoken throughout the weekend, because like once you explained it to me, I understood what you meant. But because I had not heard from you, it was literally radio silence. And then you just pop back in. You're like, by the way, we love Vegas and we won $5,000 on the slots. <laughs> I know. And Adele, no, Julia, Adele. It actually was so heartbreaking to me that you weren't there for that. Like it's, it's worth going back alone just to have the experience with you. It's funny because my mom was asking me about it. Which, by the way, the reason that I couldn't have been in Vegas is because we threw my mom a surprise 60th birthday party. And so I was home for that. But she was asking me, she was like, did you have FOMO not being in Vegas with them? And I was like, it's not that I would classify it as FOMO, specifically because I know BravoCon means something to you in a way that like, as a non-Bravo watcher, it wouldn't necessarily mean to me. Although like <laughs> the one time I went, I really had a blast. But I was saying, I was like, it's not FOMO. It's just like my favorite part about us hanging out or going on trips together or doing anything like that together is that we end up saying things that 
undoubtedly just stick that we end up referencing over and over again because we obviously have to just beat a joke to death. And I was like, the only thing that I would have like quote FOMO of is just the idea of you guys coming up with something hilarious that I wouldn't have been there for the inception of. I feel like any of those things we have now looped you in on. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Okay. Now moving into the regular pop culture post BravoCon world, which I do just want to say we uploaded yesterday, the full BravoCon recap episode. It's kind of like moment we got there to the moment we left full debrief hour and 45 minutes. So if you're into that, I think you'll be into the episode. But as a side note, in terms of other things we have to debrief on the podcast, last week you were at the Wall Street Journal Magazine Innovator Awards and we spoke about it, me and you, but we have not spoken about it on the podcast. I know. I'm so excited because the amount of people that replied to our story and were like, oh my God, were you dying from being in the same room as Kylie and Timothy? We're like, it was one of the most replies we have ever gotten. Like people were freaking out. I know. And- (laughs) the answer to that question is yes. I mean, first of all, let's just backtrack for a second. So it was the 2023 Wall Street Journal Magazine Innovator Awards. And the first year I went, the second year Isabel went, and this year Julie went. Kylie was one of the honorees and her award was being presented by Hader Ackerman, who, as we know, is one of Timothy's best friends and also seemingly the guy that kind of potentially made that whole relationship happen. And Timothy was there probably would have been there regardless, but he was presenting the award to Martin Scorsese. So just for added context, but anyway, take us away. So like we said, I had never been before and you were trying to explain to me like the intimacy of it and how intimate it feels being there. And it was something that I think that I understood immediately upon walking in. I think part of it was the fact that it took place at the MoMA. I think a huge aspect of it was this cocktail hour where everybody was mingling, everybody was talking, everybody was having this very shared experience. But also the red carpet was just off to the side of the main area. Like there was no separate entrance for the red carpet where you walked in to walk into the cocktail hour, where you walked in to walk into mingle was also where you walked in to walk in to go to the, the red carpet. So the entrance I came in is the entrance that Kylie came in. And I think that what contributed to that intimacy also was that I think in my mind, I had thought, you know, Kylie would be backstage. Martin Scorsese would be backstage. They would come out and accept their award and then like leave. And for it to be a seated dinner where they were there the entire time, they got up from the audience to go on stage. They got up from the audience to present. It just contributed to this overall feeling of intimacy. And it was funny because during the cocktail hour, it was like the word on the street was that Kylie and Timothy were going to be making their red carpet debut because everybody knew that they were coming together or everybody knew that they were going to be there at the same time, not necessarily arriving at the same time. That didn't end up happening, but I kind of saw with my own eyes the fact that that wasn't going to happen because Kylie walked in about 20 minutes before Timothy arrived. And when Kylie walked in, she was waiting online to go down the red carpet. It's a very short red carpet. But at that exact same time, Hater Ackerman walked in. And so I got to see their interaction of seeing each other for the first time at the event. And I think it's one of those things where it's not like Kylie's friendship with Hater Ackerman has been like in our orbit for forever. This is a fairly new thing that we've been introduced to. But to see the moment that they saw each other, it was like, wow, there is this real genuine friendship there. And then also I immediately had that understanding of like, oh, this is not going to be Kylie and Timothy's red carpet debut. So then 
I would say probably 30 minutes later was when, or maybe 20 minutes later was when Timothy showed up. He did the red carpet with Martin Scorsese, who he was introing for the uh, Film Innovator Award. But they immediately kind of went upstairs. When the cocktail hour ended, everybody went upstairs and it was a seated dinner. And as soon as I walked into the room where the seated dinner was, I could see Kylie, Timothy, and Hader Ackerman all talking. And then as the awards and the ceremony started, they sat down and it was Hader, Kylie, and Timothy all sitting next to each other. It was so crazy to see a couple that we have spent so much time talking about, almost in a hypothetical sense, actually in person. I know. And I was so excited. First of all, as a little added context, it was the night before Julie's birthday. And I said to you, it just feels very fitting. The whole thing just felt very fitting. Like what a way to enter your 27th year. No, no, it was, it was definitely one way to ring in my birthday. One of the more underrated parts of the night, which I've seen written up, but when haters introducing Kylie he is listing all of her attributes and accomplishments. And at the end, he wraps it up before he presents her with the Brand Innovator Award by saying, you know, Kylie's a mom to two kids and she is quite an attractive lover. And it was really something to hear him say that because it's not like Hader Ackerman is this random third party who happens to be a mutual friend between Kylie and Timothy. It was his collab with JPG where they apparently met. It was Kylie dressing in Hader Ackerman JPG for the Met Gala, which almost like confirmed this, not that it was full confirmation of their relationship, but it definitely created a buzz in terms of talking about Timothy's relationship with Hader Ackerman and also the fact that Kylie was wearing Hader Ackerman. Like, you know, he's like a real part of, of this relationship that has blossomed. He really plays a role in it. And so to not only see Kylie and Timothy a little bit in action together, but also to see the way the three of them all fit together was like so fascinating. No, I mean, since the inception of this relationship, we have not mentioned it without mentioning Hater because he, like you said, has played a very integral role. I also think even though this was not when they made their red carpet debut, despite what a lot of people kind of anticipated, it's not as though they've been to so many events together or at least been seen at so many events together. So still the idea of them being at least a public enough couple to be going to things like this also feels, I don't know, kind of noteworthy. And then on top of it, as I was saying to you, and I think you got it after the fact, like you said, it was kind of hard to fully get what I meant until you were there, but there's something about this particular event that just feels special. I don't know how to describe it. It's the intimacy. It's maybe being in the MoMA, it's, there's just something about it. Maybe it's the fact that it's like a, a dinner instead of, you know, a lot of these that are kind of more standing mingling events. And I think all of that probably just contributed to the, the feeling. Wait, also, obviously Kylie and Timothy were such a main focus, but there were incredible amount of people in that room. Like Martin Scorsese was there. Like how often are you in a room with Martin Scorsese? But also like one of my highlights of the night was SZA being there. No, I need you to share this moment. So, okay. There was a moment after the award ceremony where they had all of the honorees on stage taking a photo. And so I was kind of walking towards the front just to get the photo of them. Like I wanted, obviously, for our content. So there's this moment where I'm kind of just observing Kylie and SZA interacting. And Kylie exits off stage. She takes a couple of photos with people. She's standing there with Timothy. And Sis is kind of just hanging out. So I say to her, because the opportunity really presented itself, I'm like, I just have to let you know, I saw you perform in 2016 at 
Syracuse, like at the very beginning of, of your career. And she was like, oh my God, like, I cannot believe you were there. I was like, I cannot believe we are talking about this. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. Like there is no one cooler than you. And she's so kind, so sweet, literally hugs me. And I say to her, like, um, you know, I don't, I don't think you'll know it, but I run the account comments by celebs. And she's like, oh my God. And I'm like, wait, you know it? And she's like, oh my God, you guys are always catching me slipping. I'm like, I would catch you slipping all the time if it was up to me. (laughs) I felt like I played it cool. I think she is the coolest person on the planet right now. I know. No, you did play it really cool. You you did. But you you texting us like, okay, don't freak out. I think she has seen the account before. (laughs) I was like, whoa. I was like, what are we doing here? Anyway, I feel like we've been talking a lot about our own experiences this episode, so we can move on to regular news. But it is just the kind of thing that every year we are so overwhelmingly grateful to be included. Like truly the whole thing feels fake. And it's one of those moments where we're like, how is this happening? How did we get here? And that's not lost on us for one second. So thank you to Wall Street Journal Magazine for having us there. And Julia, I am so happy that that is the way that you kicked off 27. Me too, kid. So you guys know I'm very much in the business of just making my life more seamless across the board. There's a way that I can make things more convenient. I am certainly going to take it. And of course, this comes into play with food delivery. I've been a fan and a user of DoorDash for a while now, but I specifically want to talk to you about DashPass because it kind of takes things to the next level. So DashPass is the one membership you need to get the most out of DoorDash and everyday life. DashPass members get $0 delivery fees and up to 10% off eligible DoorDash orders. So that's groceries, drinks, personal care items, and more. You can put a little joy back into your schedule. Sign up for DashPass today. Use code CBC23 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for DashPass. Subject to change, terms apply. So DashPass makes delivery even more worth it. It helps members save more than $35 per month on average. Plus, DashPass delivers way more than just tonight's dinner. That includes special access to experiences, promotions, and DashPass exclusive menu items, all for only $9.99 a month. And if you sign up for DashPass now, you'll get your first month free. So put a little joy back into your schedule. Sign up for DashPass today. Use code CBC23 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for DashPass. Subject to change, terms apply. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for DashPass with code CBC23. Subject to change, terms apply. Sign up for more, become a DashPass member today. Okay, so in other news, Kourtney Kardashian has officially given birth. It was first speculated on November 3rd and then confirmed on November 4th by TMZ. The baby's name is in fact Rocky, which didn't come as a surprise. We knew that was going to be the case when Travis recently did the interview on the One Life, One Chance podcast and said that the full name is Rocky 13 Barker. But also back when he did that video of Complex Go Talk with Alabama and they were talking about baby names, he did mention Rocky. So it's been something in the orbit for a while now, but it's so unkardashian like to reveal the name pre-birth. Like it's unkardashian like to reveal the name, I would say in the first month of the kid's life regardless, but then specifically to do it before he was even born felt like overwhelmingly chill. And I loved it. I loved it too. I mean, and come on, that's kind of Courtney and Travis's whole thing is doing things just slightly differently than the rest of the family. And it's not to say that everything they do is like this opposition to the way the family operates. It's really not like that. But I do think that 
they find a lot of comfort in doing these little things that are like, you know, we're not going to put this huge emphasis on hiding the baby name and doing this giant reveal. Like this is our real life. We're talking about our real life. And if the baby name comes out in that way, so be it. But it is, it is interesting picking up on those little things that they do differently. I mean, Travis just recently in that interview with the LA Times was saying like verbatim, you know, Courtney's not like that. She's so different than her sisters. And I think that specifically from what we've seen, you know, in recent episodes, like that is probably Courtney's favorite thing to hear. Like that is a narrative I think she loves to constantly be told. I do think that there's something incredibly funny about this narrative that they're both so different than the rest of the family. Like they're both famous in their own right. Travis, it's not like Travis isn't famous and he's kind of adjusting to this life of fame with the rest of the family. No, he was very famous and he also had his own reality show. So I do think there's just a lot of irony in it, but whatever works for them makes me happy. And the fact that they have welcomed this baby together, I'm just through the roof for them because I know how badly both of them wanted that. No, I really am too. I mean, listen, we've certainly had our issues with Courtney, but like that is completely (laughs) separate. Not a two-sided thing. <laughs> we've certainly had our we've certainly have our disagreements, but it's nice that we've made up at the end of the day. <laughs> like, we haven't had our issues. We've just like kind of we've had our issues. Okay, sorry. We have certainly had some things to say about certain episodes of Kardashians where we have been very much in disagreement with Courtney. All of that being said, that is completely separate from the happiness we feel for her being a new mom. Like how fucking exciting. It's really, I mean, I wonder if, if the birth was filmed. I honestly don't know because I could really see it going either way. If you're in the camp of thinking that it wasn't filmed, it's probably because, you know, she's really said that she wants to have these moments of intimacy between her and Travis and their life together, kind of more private for herself and maybe not let the show in in that way. At the same time, I think there's nothing Courtney loves more than showcasing her as a mom and her journey of motherhood. And I think one of the most empowered she's ever felt is having her other births filmed. And I mean, specifically with Mason, literally pulling him out of her. And even in her and Travis's wedding special, like getting to show their journey on their own terms was really powerful for her. So I I so could see it going either way, because as you were saying, like a child is, you know, a physical manifestation of their love together. And I think that if she loves showing their love, what more to show than that? You know, I don't know. I could so see it going either way. I know we've had this discussion before on the podcast. I'm just so, so interested. I also wonder, like, I know this is so not the point, obviously, but if you and I were talking about this, not on the podcast, I would say it too. So I'll say it on. Like, I got to know what Scott's feeling. And I know the response to that is like, what do you mean? Courtney's been pregnant for the last nine months. I know. I just think it's possible that, not that he reacts outwardly, but internally, this, I think, probably hit him. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I would love to see this manifest in a way where Scott gets a little bit more serious about what he actually wants in terms of especially in one of the more recent episodes of Kardashians, we see Scott does have this desire for a real relationship, for real companionship, for maybe one day having a baby with somebody else. And I think that what we've seen up until this point with Scott is maybe him either exploring relationships or just exploring dating in a way that isn't going to give him that end result. And so 
I hope that whatever he's feeling in terms of Courtney and Courtney welcoming a new child, which is something that I don't think he, you know, years ago would have ever expected to have been the case. I don't even think prior to Travis, when Scott and Courtney were broken up, that Scott would have ever thought that was going to be the case. But I just hope that whatever feelings he's dealing with as a result of that manifest themselves in a very positive way for him. I hope so as well. I really, really do. Which, I mean, I don't think that we'll ever see that on the show because if Courtney didn't even like his upset about their relationship being filmed, I cannot imagine she would want, you know, potentially any of his feelings around this being filmed, nor do I think that it's something he would want to be filmed, if I'm being honest. But, you know, a girl can dream. Did you know that Lori Harvey and Damson and I just broke up? Yes, actually. Oh, did I miss that? I just saw it on Twitter. I don't I don't know if it was like a thing, but I just saw it on Twitter. I just saw Complex tweeted after a week of speculation, Lori Harvey and Dams and I just officially confirmed their breakup. I say this like literally with zero shade, even though it's gonna sound shady, like as expected. You know what I mean? I don't think yeah. she's in it for the long haul in this moment. I think she's having a lot of fun dating, and by the way, like as she should. <laughs> as she should. Yeah, I have not not one ounce of judgment around that, but no part of me thought that they were endgame. I think she's having a lot of fun playing the field. I always think it's fun to see who she's going to date next. Oh my God. That, that talk about a fun game. If her and Michael B. Jordan got back together, I wouldn't be upset. No, nor would I. I mean, I don't think anyone would be upset, but I kind of feel like, hey, let's see what else is out there. Show us what else you got. It's almost fun at this point. Show us what else you got. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of just potential relationship speculation, as you know, for the past however many months, there's been these very kind of vague reports about a potential romance between Kim and OBJ. And even you and I on the podcast have kind of gone back and forth on it. I think you've been more sold on it than I have. I feel like I've been a little bit more skeptical, but after the CFDA awards on Monday, she then went to his birthday party. She was in her after party look, which was a similar Chrome Hearts vibe, but like plunging neckline, just absolutely fucking stunning. And there was something about seeing that headline and like a concrete photo of her attending his event that was like, okay, maybe there's something more here or maybe not. But it was the first thing out of the last however many months that piqued my interest of like, okay, maybe now this is something I feel like I could talk about with a little bit of seriousness. I mean, and also she's been to his birthday parties before. So it's not like it necessarily means anything. She was at his 30th birthday party last year. There's just something about her changing from a high neck look for the CFDAs to a plunging corset boobs out top for Odell Beckham's birthday party that made me go, even if they're not together, my girl's on to something here. Well, I mean, she's just having herself a good time. I don't think that's Odell specific. No, that's that's exactly what I mean. I don't know why I'm having such a hard time wrapping my head around this one. Like there's there should be no reason for me to not like believe it more. I don't know why I'm having this block because I get it. Like he's hot. He has seemingly a very fun personality. He's very famous and successful in his own right. He's very much her type. Like, I don't know why I'm just not there. Yeah. I don't know why you're having like a block with this either. Cause it just makes perfect sense to me if it is the case. And I'm not even saying it makes perfect sense to me if they're like fully dating, but the idea of her and Odell hooking up is like, yeah. Like, of course they are. But I also feel like, honestly, for me, it's it's not even about whether or not I can see them together specifically, like as 
individuals, like as Odell Beckham, as Kim Kardashian, how they mesh together. Like it, it literally has nothing to do with that. The only thing that I'm focused on is like the amount of fun we had when Kim and Pete were together in terms of watching their relationship, watching it progress, seeing Kim in a new relationship. Like I am constantly chasing that high and not that Odell Beckham would be the same high as it was with Pete. That was obviously another level as we've spoken about in literally every single podcast episode since that happened. However, there is just something so exciting about seeing Kim in a relationship and I am craving that in a major way. And so if Odell Beckham is the ticket to that, like I welcome that with just open arms. Okay. Amen to that. I was nodding like I was in church. Yeah. It's so much less about Odell and so much more about the idea of Kim in a relationship that feels enticing to me. Yeah. We need that. We as a pop culture interested society needs that. I'm going to take you one further. We deserve that. We've always deserved it. I've never felt like it was undeserved. No, God forbid. Oh, I don't know if we deserved Kevin Pete. That was like a gift from from somewhere that I don't actually know if we were all on our best behavior to deserve, but we got it. And now I feel like we deserve something else. It kind of does feel like it's coming. It's been long that's, enough. Yeah, that's what I'm right? saying. Yeah, like the time. I know she had said that that what was it, two years that she wanted to wait to be in a relationship in? But I don't know. It's coming. I can feel it. I can feel, I can tell you right now that if it's not Odell, which I kind of think it is, there is going to be something soon that starts to come out about Kim's dating. Well, from your mouth to God's ears. I am so excited to say this segment is in partnership with Apple TV+. Plus. Julie, this morning show finale. I am so upset that this season is over. I know. I had that moment when it ended where I was like, wait, now what? It's such a specific emptiness when a show you love ends and then you just kind of have to sit around and wait patiently or impatiently for the next season. I mean, so much happened here, by the way. Like I have 1 million things to say, but if you were to ask me, what is my key takeaway from this episode, but I guess more generally this season, it would be just the sheer power of women. Just like never underestimate the power of women. Yes, 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 yes. And that is something that we have seen as a major theme throughout all three seasons. And I think something that we've seen with that is that we've seen the way that it's progressed in their individual characters. But for Bradley and Alex and their friendship, we see how much stronger of a point that is when they're able to come together and the evolution of their friendship in that way. And I would say that this season specifically and this finale specifically, like really brought that to a head. No, like in a big way. And obviously I want to talk about the Alex boardroom moment because I could just relive that scene many times. But just to backtrack for a second, it's like, as you're watching the season progress, you are learning more and more that Paul Marks is probably not the best guy. And there was a piece of me, I'd be lying to you if I said there wasn't, that was hoping it wasn't true. Because in theory, him and Alex are such a power couple. Like aside from just being so unbelievably hot together, they also in theory would be so good together. And it was so upsetting to kind of watch that fall apart, even though it was of course necessary. I know. And it was one of those things where you were kind of hoping that that wasn't the case with Paul. But in the back of our minds, I think throughout the entire season, we knew that that probably was going to end up being the case. We knew that we couldn't entirely trust him, I feel like. 
Well, I thought one of the most impactful lines was towards the end when they're standing in her apartment when he comes to get his stuff and she starts to cry and she says, I wanted a partner so badly. And he says, you had one. And she says, one I could trust. Like to me, that really hit for many reasons. Obviously the key moment probably that she learned just how much she couldn't trust him was when she planted the whole Hanover thing and realized he was in fact spying on Bradley. But you know, in addition to that, we don't often see this side of Alex. Like for her to break down and say, I wanted a partner so badly, that was a little bit atypical for her character, I felt like. You know, she was someone that seemed to be okay with not having that, or at least was portraying that. So it was like he brought out this vulnerability in her and it was upsetting that that couldn't continue on because like he was just so, so the wrong person. I'm like upset all over again. I know. And it's so true. But what I think is really interesting is it leaves the door open for her character to continue to progress in that way and continue to grow. And I think that's something that is so incredible about the show is that we watch these progressions of all of these characters, not just Bradley, not just Alex, but kind of all of them, sometimes for better, sometimes for worse. But there is an incredible amount of character development that you watch from season to season, from episode to episode. Oh, a a thousand percent. And, you know, the end when they walk into the boardroom and a few minutes before this deal's about to close, she handles things in a way that not one person in there was expecting her to handle it. And it was just such a satisfying moment in general, but specifically watching exactly what you said, Alex's, you know, story arc. Well, it was such a satisfying moment because Alex has never been shy in terms of what she wanted. She wanted a seat at the table. She wanted her voice to be heard. She wanted to be calling the shots. And what we've seen throughout these episodes, throughout these seasons is she keeps getting close and it keeps getting taken away from her. And she keeps having to fight for that. She keeps having to like scratch and claw and fight to be taken seriously in that way. When we as the audience can so clearly see that's exactly how it should be. And so it was so satisfying for her to have that moment of like, yeah, she did it. Right. And not only did she do it, she did it in collaboration with a lot of other powerful women who were on board with this mission. Like, I just thought it was so seamlessly executed and so satisfying. And there were a million other things. I mean, first of all, the sit down with Corey and Paul when he offers him 10 million and Corey is like, you know, basically over my dead body. Also, Corey and Bradley having that final goodbye when they meet in the hallway of the questioning, which for some reason, seeing Corey get emotional got me emotional. You know what? I'm still having a hard time on a full read on Corey, aren't you? Well, because I don't know if you're like not allowed to say that you like him, but I do. Well, I also think that the entire concept of introducing us to his mom and allowing us to see a glimpse into his childhood and into his life outside of the office that he spends 99.9% of his time in. I don't think the show gives you that if they don't want to soften you to him in some sort of a way. A thousand percent. I also think like, honestly, just, I guess this is emotions aside. I was and am, I guess, deeply impressed at his ability to just continually handle the amount of shit that gets thrown at him. Oh, me too. I Yeah, I do. I can't lie. It is impressive to me. And- I also think that the relationship and the intricacies of the relationship with Bradley is one of the more fascinating parts of the show because it goes into this whole concept that you and I are discussing now about Corey as a character in it of himself. Can you trust him? Can you trust his relationship with Bradley? And I still don't 100% know where I stand with that. Listen, I could be wrong. I just feel like she brought out a different side of him than anyone else did. And I don't believe anything went down. I really don't. I think, listen, I think he certainly was and maybe is in love with her, but I don't believe anything inappropriate went down. 
I guess it's less about inappropriate and more about, is this somebody that Bradley actually can trust? Because I think that's something Bradley struggles with too, because I think Bradley struggles with, you know, trusting people in general. And this is an example of like, we're right there with you, Bradley. Like we're trying to navigate that as well. Cause we're not a hundred percent sure whether it's romantic or platonic either way, if you can trust fully. No, completely. Which by the way, that's why the ending of this episode I thought was so powerful because there we have Alex leading Bradley to the FBI where she's going to meet Hal and obviously do something that is very difficult, but also very necessary. And to see the way that her and Alex's trust has evolved is like maybe one of the more surprising yet beautiful like aspects to the whole show, to the whole season. Well, it felt so fitting for Alex to be there with her. And it was like the ultimate, I have your back moment, which is the ultimate progression of their characters. I mean, they, they have struggled with this back and forth, wanting to protect each other, but also being in a little bit of competition with each other since season one. And what we see now in season three is just like, their ability to trust in each other and trust in their friendship and really be there for each other in these moments. And so Alex being there for Bradley in that moment was, you know, as full circle as you're going to get. Right. Exactly. Especially because these episodes are so heavy that to have that moment where it's like, wait, everyone's good with each other. It feels like you can finally take a deep breath. A part of the season that absolutely can't be overlooked either is just the progression of both Stella and Chris as characters. And obviously you know, so much of our focus is on Bradley and Alex as the main characters of the show, but for Stella and Chris in their own dealings with the things happening around them, you know, obviously Chris in the aftermath of overturning Roe and the way that she was handling that situation, Stella in the aftermath of Paul and how she was handling that situation. Like if we're going to talk about female empowerment, like those are two incredibly important characters. Oh my God. And what about the fact that in the final hours, you know, Kate comes through in such a big way. And let me add, only able to do so because of the trust that she had in the other females around her. Like, you know what I mean? It was because of the relationship with Stella, because of how she trusted Bradley, because of all of that, that she felt comfortable to be able to, you know, come forward. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This was just excellent season, excellent finale. I cannot get enough. I mean, I'm telling you guys, like when I say I'm obsessed with this show, I say that with my entire chest and do not forget the morning show season three finale is now streaming on Apple TV plus. I don't know about you guys, but I am one of those people where every year on daylight savings, having that extra hour of light in the evening just like completely transforms my mood. I feel like I am not me when it gets dark at 4 p.m. And obviously the flip side of that is that first morning after springing forward can be rough. So I want to tell you about something that can make it so much easier, so much more enjoyable. It's called Hatch. And Hatch can help you choose sleep, prioritize healthy habits, and then also make the time change transition seamless and enjoyable. So the Hatch Restore helps you build sleep habits that make your unwind and wake routines simple and enjoyable. So a phone-free bedtime, no matter what time of year it is, which again, is really a habit I'm trying to change this year, and this has very much helped it. And then with the Hatch Plus subscription, you can access the latest routine-building features like Cue to Unwind, which signals you that it's time for bed, and Pillow Talk, which is kind of like your favorite shows or socials without the screen to keep you up. For me, that's like such a wonderful feature because it helps me unwind, but not in a way that feels unnatural. It's kind of like the benefit I get from scrolling my phone without scrolling my phone. And then waking up in the morning is just so much more peaceful. Like I don't think it's good to wake up to that jarring alarm sound. So 
to have kind of an easy wake up. I've just really enjoyed my morning so much more. Right now, Hatch is offering our listeners $20 off your purchase of the Hatchery store and free shipping at hatch.co slash CBC. Visit hatch.co slash CBC to get $20 off and free shipping. Hatch.co slash CBC. So there are obviously so many different reasons that a person would want to learn a new language. Maybe you have an upcoming trip, or maybe you just want to pick up a new skill or hobby, or maybe you're like me, and at one point you were almost fluent in Spanish, and then you kind of lost it and are trying to get it back. Whatever the reason, I want to tell you about Rosetta Stone, which is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it really immerses you in the language that you want to learn, which again, for me was Spanish. And I was kind of relearning, I guess I could say, because I really do feel that when I was abroad there, I had it so much better. And my dad would always tell me, if you don't use it, you lose it. And I kind of lost it. So first of all, number one about Rosetta Stone, they have been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Second of all, it's fast language acquisition. So they immerse you in many ways. It's no English translation. So you're really learning to speak, listen, and think in that language, which for me, that's when I always could feel it clicking when I noticed myself really thinking in the language. It's an intuitive process. So you're picking up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it really is designed for long-term retention. Also speech recognition. So they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's convenient. There are desktop and app options with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off, which is a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Comments by Celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash comments. That's a 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash comments today. I don't know if us talking about this is just like overly indicative of it being kind of a slow news week, but I feel like regardless, we would mention it because it is so intertwined with what we do for a living, which is Jeremy Allen White did an interview with British GQ and he spoke about that comment, wow, that he had left on the Calvin Klein shoot of Alexa Demi. The article is titled The Renovation of Jeremy Allen White by Cam Wolf. And I just want to read you this one paragraph said, the outside world was buzzing with vultures, but inside, sitting idly with his phone, was okay, right? Wrong. In August, the story bubbled up so seemingly scandalous that it generated another massive round of headlines, such as this one for me, quote, Jeremy Allen White has a shameless reaction to Alexa Demi's lingerie photo shoot. Curious, I clicked through to see what the hysteria was about. On an image of Demi's Calvin Klein campaign, White had commented simply, wow. White explains that it was totally innocent. He left it on the Instagram account belonging to photographers Inez and Venud, and it was meant as a compliment on the shoot. After the mess of stories, White says he called his publicist, quote, I was like, I just need to shut the fuck up. I just shouldn't say anything. He remembers. And she was like, kind of. <laughs> See, I don't want that to be the takeaway. I know. Not only do I not want that to be the takeaway, I also don't want to believe that's how it went down, even though I entirely believe him. Like he did comment on the photographer's account. And I completely believe that the wow, yes, was a little bit about Alexa, but it was also just about the general like creative direction of the shoot. Meanwhile, in my dream world, it was like, so him shooting his shot in a public way. That's all I could have asked for. I mean, but by the way, that the reaction to the buzz around that, especially from like his publicist being, yeah, you, you, you should tone it down a little. It was like, 
isn't that kind of the opposite of your job? Like no one was talking about that in a negative way. Nobody thought anything bad about the fact that he commented, wow, it was such a harmless comment that was maybe taken to be a little bit thirsty, even if he didn't intend it to be, but it wasn't a negative. And there was so much publicity that came from it. Like if I was publicist, I'm like, no, you should comment wow on everyone's Instagram. Well, I also think he was at the time, remember he was in all of those paparazzi photos, which like, I remember saying, listen, if he's calling them on himself, I am not complaining because at the end of the day, we are getting the content. So however we got it, we got it. But there was a lot of people feeling like it was kind of very intentional. So I don't know. I guess there was a lot of him going around, but I agree with you. I think a lot of him is a good thing. A lot of him is a great thing. (laughs) No, like a great thing. No, I totally agree. What do you, listen, he's the only under six foot guy that gets me going. By the way, he's under five, nine. He's under five, eight. Let's just call it under six foot. That's not untrue. It's not untrue, but I, here's the thing. Here's why I I feel it's important to, to make that distinction. If I'm Jeremy Allen White and I have been able to give so much with the height that I was given, then I want to be properly acknowledged for that fact. Like, I don't want to have to be joined in the, oh, I'm just under six foot in hot community. No, like I fucking own being five, seven. Was it really five, seven? Yeah. Maybe (laughs) five, eight, if he's standing on his tippy toes, trying to get on a roller coaster. (laughs) Five, eight at six flags. (laughs) Yeah. Five, eight, he's trying to get on King Taka. Like, uh, yay to see it. Or maybe you love to see it. I don't know. A lot of people in our DMs are loving short kings. It is such a thing, which thank God. I think Jeremy Allen White just owns it so well. I mean, he is, he is next level. Yeah. But you can't do it for the height. I <laughs> can't. No, you can't. But anyway, all to say the wow comment we now know was intentional, but in a different kind of a way. And While it's slightly disappointing, I will never be upset at hearing the behind the scenes of a comment because it is quite literally the thing we are the most curious about. And so for him to lay it out, even if it's not what we were necessarily hoping for, I still love the behind the scenes. I mean, as you said in introing this section, it's what we do for a living. (laughs) Is is it not? Did I lie? I mean, it is, but there's just something hilarious about you saying it on the podcast that we also do for a living. (laughs) Like as if that was like the one unique aspect of our our jobs in this current (laughs) iteration of doing our jobs. Well, that's how it all started. We wouldn't have the podcast without the common analysis, you know? No, nobody nobody would listen to us. No. Oh, wait. Okay. I just need to tell you this because I forgot to say this on the Bravo episode. When I tell you the craziest part of the entire weekend was Isabel and I get there day one, BravoCon. We are there for no more than 10 minutes. And these two girls come running up to us and she's like, are you Emma from Comments Vice Loves? And I was like, so just thrown off because that does not happen. Like we are so behind the scenes, obviously, like any sort of fame is absolutely our worst nightmare. And I was like, Yes. Like, how how do you know? And she was like, I don't know. Like, I just know what you look like. We're such a fan. We listen to all of the episodes every week. Like we were so excited when we knew that you were coming to BravoCon. I was really hoping to see you. And obviously I was like so deeply flattered and amazed that this was even happening. I, I, I was explaining it to her and I couldn't tell if she believed me, but like, I mean, you know this more than anyone. Like anytime someone says that to us, that they listen specifically to all three, I'm like, 
are you telling the truth? Like there is just no way. Like I still do not believe it. Five years into doing this, I still do not believe that people take time out of their week to listen to us. It never gets old. It never gets less cool. It never gets less flattering. Like I am just truly to my core in such appreciation when any and shock when anytime anyone says that. So for that whole thing to happen, it was just like the best start to the weekend. And to those two girls, Carly and Emily, thank you for literally making our entire weekend because that was the last thing I ever expected to happen. And it was so cool. (laughs) No, that is amazing. I voice noted you. I was like, you are not going to believe what just happened. No, that was, I was dying. Well, also that kind of happened to me when I saw Matt Peterson on the street and I met him because he was with one of our friends and my, our friend Olivia was like, oh, this is Julie. And I was like, hi. And I saw his head literally whip around from just me saying hi. And I was like, did you just recognize my voice? And he was like, oh my God. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like it feels fake. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Listening? You know, you don't have to, right? Like, <laughs> no one's making you do that. No, like you really don't have to. Like it's totally fine. It's totally fine. I think it's also because in order to record the podcast or like even put it out, I have to tell myself that no one's listening. Like in my mind, it is just you and I talking and I have to put out of my mind that like there are tens of thousands of people that download it. Like I, I just can't comprehend that for my own sanity. So then like when it happens in the wild, I was like, okay, this, and by the way, think about how most podcasters I would say are like, you know, very uh, public or at least on some level, like do video podcasts or whatever. That must happen all the time. Yeah. To them. Can I be honest? Like I don't actively put it out of my mind when we're doing it. It's not like I actively have to say to myself, okay, like record, like no one's listening, like record, like you don't have people downloading it. I never even think about it. Like, and I think that it's not because I don't know that people listen or don't assume it's because the way you and I talk on the podcast is exactly how we talk to each other when we're together. And so when we're walking down the street, having the exact same conversations with each other as we would on the podcast, there's no part of me that's talking to you then being like, okay, talk like no one's listening or like, oh, wow, I'm really acknowledging the fact that no one can hear this. And this is our private conversation. Like it is literally the exact same between both. And so when people say they listen, I'm like, you listen to us on our walks? I'm like, how do you know about that? No, that actually is so true. But I think that that on some level contributes to it because it is like very intimate feeling. You know what I mean? Like we're just chatting. We're always just chatting. We're just, if there's one thing about us, we're going to chat. Yeah, no, in a, in like in a major way. When on the hunt for a new apartment, we obviously all have things that are kind of non-negotiables for us. I would say for me, top of that list is probably natural light. Just because I know myself, I know I'm more productive throughout the day. I'm honestly just happier throughout the day when I'm getting a lot of natural light. And it's important to know what you want and then really to be able to get that. You know, this is your space that you're living in. So apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect place with powerful search tools to help find a rental listing that checks all your specific unique boxes. So first of all, they have 3D virtual tours. So when you can't be there in person, you can take a tour of your possible future home, which is huge because it's one thing for someone to send you photos or to tell you about it, but really to be able to do kind of a virtual walkthrough to me is huge. Also, apartments.com has the most pet-friendly rental listings on the internet, and they have amenity filters, so you can make sure your possible future home has all the amenities you need, whether that's in-unit washer-dryer, air conditioning, dishwasher, balcony. For me, in my next place, in-unit washer-dryer is like hands down, very, very high. So visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. Okay. So imagine these softest sheets you've ever felt, and now imagine them getting even softer with every wash. 
told you guys about this company before, but I'm going to tell you again. And I'm honestly not going to stop telling you because they are the best sheets on the market. In a recent customer survey, 96% said that Bolin brand sheets get softer with every wash, which I didn't take that survey, but if I did, I would have been in the 96% because I am telling you, it's like you've tried them at first and you can't believe that they could get softer and then they just continually do. A lot of things I like about this company, first of all, they're made with the rarest 100% organic on and are completely free from toxins. Second of all, they're buttery soft, but also breathable. So they kind of work in any season. They have over 11,000 reviews, 30 night worry-free guarantees. So you can wash style and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. Their signature sheets come in 13 versatile colors in all sizes. So from twin up to California King, I have them in the color stone. I have the color mineral. I have waffle blanket. Like I got a lot of things from this company and Everything is just quality. I so badly need you to try them so that you can understand what I mean. I'm telling you, I've gotten these as gifts for so many people and everyone I know is hooked. Sleep better at night with the softest sheets from Bolin Branch. Get 15% off your first order when you use promo code CBC at BolinBranch.com. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, promo code is CBC. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Also, as a total side note, there's nothing really to report here, but Apparently, Bradley Cooper and Gigi Hadid are continuing to see each other. It's heating up a little. There's not been anything overly formal or official, but at the very least, it's relatively or at least seemingly consistent. Well, they were seen together Saturday night, later in the night. Earlier in the night was when Gigi was having dinner with the whole crew, with Taylor, Selena, Cara, Sophie Turner, Brittany Mahomes, That was quite the night. So for Gigi to end that with Bradley was like, by the way, like I, I love that fact. She had her girls night and then got to go home with Bradley Cooper. That is, that's the dream. I was going to say that's pretty much my ideal. Yeah. In terms of just like the, the setup of a night, like, yes, go have the best time with your friends and then end the night leaving with the guy that you want to be in bed with. Like that's best case scenario. That's always my best case scenario. I know. There's also a very specific energy when you're out, let's say, at a dinner with your friends and you know that like the night's ending. It's not like you are jumping ship. You know that at the end of whatever you guys are doing, everyone is going to their respective homes. It's not one of those nights where you're staying out late and you already know in your mind, like the guy's coming over. It gives you something to look forward to. It gives you something to look forward to, but it also gives the whole group like a little edge. Like, by the way, that dinner is fucking fun because every single member of that crew has some incredible piece of tea, knowledge, gossip, personal life drama to bring to the table. Like that is an easy five-hour girls dinner. Oh my God. I mean, talk about a debrief. That's a good crew. If there's something that we live for, it's the debrief. And there is a lot to be had there. An event is only as good as the debrief after it. Yeah, I mean, that is words to live by. That talk about something I'd put in your grave. True. I know. It's a long-ass grave. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many things. There's a lot of things. Yeah, whatever. We'll we'll discuss at a later date. We'll narrow it down. Anything else that you would like to mention? Yeah, I just want to say that like every time I see Kim with her hair up, it makes me feel like I'm turning into my mom because I love it in such a serious way. That it's, it's actually a little concerning to me. No, it is so good. It is so good. It's actually almost amazing that she doesn't always wear it up because of how good it looks. But the fact that she doesn't makes it so special when she does. I said that to you yesterday. 
right? I said, like, I love Kim's hair up, but I'm actually happy that she doesn't do it constantly because she probably should just based on how fucking good it looks. But it makes it like when I see her hair up, I'm like, okay, baby, let's go. Right. It's like, we're about to have a night. Like if I'm Odell Beckham and Kim walks into my party with her hair up like that and that messy top bun off of her face, but wispy, I'm like, no, we're shutting this party down. Yeah, no, it is game over. The power of Chris Appleton is is overwhelming. Yeah. I say while looking at my Colorado dream coat and the shine spray, which by the way, works wonders. You know, we're about to get a lot of Chris Appleton content from this week's Kardashian episode. Oh, yes. I cannot wait for that. Is there anything else that you would like to mention about anything? I think that's it, kid. I think so too. I know that was a little bit of a mosh posh. Of yeah, what happened? I don't know. Listen, sometimes there's weeks where so much happens and sometimes there's weeks where not that much happens. The good news is that we could literally talk about anything for forever. So I'm never worried about it, but I wouldn't say it was the most groundbreaking pop culture week. No, definitely not. But the, I mean, the BravoCon episode was intense. So that that makes me feel good. That was like a solid hour and 45 minutes of just every single detail. I listened and I loved every minute of it. I can't believe you listened. That was like my favorite part of the week. I had to know what you guys did this weekend. <laughs> I know because we didn't talk. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm, and that's never happening again, by the way. Obviously. Okay, you guys, we love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting us do this. And we will be back later this week for Kardashian. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile it helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.